The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Hey, what is going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today we have episode 95. The short story at the end of today's episode will be from Untold Mayhem, and that is Dead Spot. Uh, narrated by Michael David Axtell. Actually, looked it up today. Wow, pretty impressive, right? Planning ahead. This will be the last short story from Untold Mayhem. There might be one or two more that I didn't play before, but no big deal. And if I didn't play them, it's because they're not my favorite, so we'll skip those. Uh, this one is not one of my favorites either, but hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I've had people write to me saying that that is one of their favorite stories, so... Man, you never know who's going to like what, so I will throw it all out there. If you enjoy it, cool. If you don't, skip to the next one. Uh, Next week, we have a very special guest, S.A. Bradley. He is the author of, he mainly writes nonfiction, but we will have one of his short uh, fiction short stories uh, to play at the end. Either he'll be reading it or I will, not sure yet. But his book is Screaming for Pleasure, How Horror Makes You Happy and Healthy. So I thought that would be really cool to talk to him about because I've always kind of felt like horror, I don't know, maybe not as important of a genre, kind of looked down on it, Um, never really wanted to call myself a horror author before, and I think a lot of that just was because of the stigma of horror being a lesser genre, so it'd be really cool to talk with him about that, so that'll be next week, and then the following week is when I will start playing the Beyond Bright Side audiobook. I really love what the narrator did with that, and uh, so I think you guys should enjoy it. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, stay tuned for that one. I'll play at least a chapter a week, and uh, I'm not sure how many chapters, but it'll take a little while for us to get through it, but again, hopefully you guys are going to dig it. I think you should. As far as this week, uh, not a whole lot going on. I did some good uh, pool, cold water therapy stuff. Um been trying to do that. I did it for the first 15 days or so, maybe maybe even more of January. Um, and then I just took some days off, and now I go like every other day. Sometimes I'll just do a cold shower, but yesterday I was in the pool. It was 51 degrees, which is pretty cold. Um, an ice bath is considered 50 to 60 degrees. And to have the benefits of cold water therapy, as long as you're under 60 degrees, you should be good. Um, usually when I go in the pool, it's around 54 to 56. I'm here in Southern California where it doesn't get very cold. Um, but that still can, still pretty chilly. But yesterday at 51, like it felt awesome. I was only in it for maybe five minutes. Uh, sometimes I'll spend like 15, 20 minutes in there swimming and stuff. Um, but I think the plan was, uh, I'm including part of the, my book on traumatic brain injury recovery there's going to be a section on Wim Hof breathing and cold water therapy. I just finished Wim Hof's book, uh, awesome book. Um, but originally, I wanted to go on one of his expeditions. I still want to, but it's not going to happen anytime soon because of COVID. Um, and I wanted to interview him for the book. But now that that's not going to happen, I think I will be interviewing uh, one of his certified instructors who's nearby. He's also a brown belt in jiu-jitsu who's in the military. And so I think that'll be perfect uh, to have him in the book. So that should be coming up. I'll also probably do a podcast with him. So not only interviewing him for the book, but also getting a cool podcast at the same time. So that way you guys get to hear 
what it's all about. Um, another cool thing I started, the problem with me is I start a lot of shit and then I don't finish it. I don't stick with it, which you guys have probably noticed by now. Um, so definitely the best intentions, but I also take on a lot of stuff. Uh, this one isn't because if I don't stick with this one, it's not because I have too much stuff going on. It's just me being lazy. Uh, but finally started lifting some weights. Uh, I used to be huge into weightlifting and powerlifting. I always wanted to be one of the stronger guys on the team. Uh, weights were a big thing. My brothers and I uh, did, I think we were the only set of three brothers to do this powerlifting competition in Venice. Um, and so I was always into it, but then I got away from it. I got this real negative block about lifting weights and rather just use my body weight. And I don't know if it's because I've been hurt so many times, like injuries with, you know, I tore my pec and different things from not being smart, but I've been hesitant to get back into it. But, um, uh, twice this week I did a cool little workout. The first one was by myself, just a bunch of stations. Um, a lot of dumbbells, kettlebells, stuff like that. Nothing too crazy because I knew if I did too much, I wouldn't get back into it. Uh, I just stopped. Uh, and then the, a couple days ago, I did it with my family. So my wife, my daughter, and my um, niece came over. So not only did we do the whole little uh, workout routine, but then we did, I was holding mitts for them, having them punch and kick, which they all love. And then we did jiu-jitsu afterwards too, which was super cool. So uh, may not be the best thing for my neck. I'm not sure whether or not I threw my neck out again. Good chance I did. But, I don't know, it, it's it's hard to, uh, it's hard to give it up. And especially when something's fun and it's good for you. So, we'll see how I do after today's workout. We're going to work out right after this. Um, only other thing that's been going on is the writing class. So, I've been doing the writing class. That, uh, this week is the second week I'm doing it. Uh, it's been good so far, definitely, but not sure if I'm going to continue. Um, part of it is I really don't need to, there is no need for me to teach. Like I don't need the money. Um, what I do need though is time. And so right now, not only is it cutting into my, you know, the, the time at night with the family, which isn't that big of a deal maybe a little bit of a pain. Um, but if I were to do it two weeks a, a month, that's not bad. But then the other thing is it is taking my time from writing. It is a distraction. Uh, it has, I think I mentioned it last week, it's making me more productive. It brought up a story idea. I'm thinking about other short stories, but what I really need to do right now, I really need to focus on this traumatic brain injury book and just finish writing it. Like it's so close to being done. I just need to finish it. So I think for right now, I am just going to put the writing on pause, the writing course, while I finish this. I want to have it done by the end of February for sure. Um, the rough draft. And it's already, the, the start of it is all really clean. Um, so I think that's what I'll do. I think I'm going to put the writing course on pause for a little bit after I finish the traumatic brain injury book and this uh, super high, trying to die super high, the destinies I still need to write then I will considering consider jumping back in and doing some classes. Um, again, it is really good. I like what it can give people. I like what it gives me. But at the same time, I got a limited amount of time, and it is just right now less of a priority. Uh, I really like the idea of it, but big difference between the idea of something and the reality of it. So, I don't know. I think that's part of... Being intel uh, well, not being intelligent, but I think it's 
I think because a big part of me was like, well, fuck, if I don't do this, then all the time I spent researching it, building the website, doing all these things was a complete waste. So, and, and I'm a quitter. So that's the old voice in my head. The new voice is like, no, man, I got to learn from my mistakes. Like if it was a mistake to do the class or to continue to do the class, then why wouldn't I stop it? Like that wouldn't make any sense. Not stopping it just because I don't want to be a quitter. Like, no. So, um, that's what's going to happen. So I think after this week, put it on pause, at least for a while, maybe when I have enough people that are really serious and really want to do it. And my time is freer then we will go ahead and jump on that but for the time being i think it's just going to be paused uh not too much else going on i think you guys want to get to this short story hopefully you guys are going to enjoy it i'm pretty sure you will enjoy next week's guest so that'll be with sa bradley check him out uh if you haven't heard about him before and you'll hear all about him next week all right guys Going out on Dead Spot, last from last one from Untold Mayhem. I hope you guys have a tremendous week, and I will talk to you later. Peace. Dead Spot. Greg woke to a world of darkness and pain. He tried to open his eyes, but they were sealed shut with wet gunk. A sharp pain ripped through his shoulder when he tried to wipe them clear. His right arm was pinned beneath him, bent at an unnatural angle, but his left hand was free, able to clear the goo. Even with the blurry, double vision, Greg could tell it was blood. It was everywhere. Afraid to move, Greg lay perfectly still. A steep incline of blood-splattered rocks rose less than a foot in front of him, a pile of broken branches inches from his face. A crippled sagebush lay on its side a few feet up from that. Something had run it over. Greg guessed it had been him. The pain made it difficult to think. Something was wrong with his right leg. No feeling below the knee. His hip felt as if it were made of broken glass, and he was pretty sure something had punctured his stomach— a gentle feel found a branch over an inch in diameter sticking out of his side. Everything else seemed okay, except for his face. It was resting on a rock, tender and swollen, a clear sign his jaw had been broken. Whether it was the shock, the blow to the head, or the intense pain, Greg could not remember what had happened. He searched for a sign, something to trigger his memory. Rock? Dirt, branches, blood. He was a teacher. Math. Young kids. Not quite sure of their grade. Fourth, maybe. Definitely nothing to do with this place. The sun hung directly overhead. It was work hours, but he wasn't at school, so that meant it was the weekend, and he was at the bottom of a hill. There weren't any hills by his house. The closest place above sea level was Fallen Rock, an hour's drive from the city, far enough away that visitors were few and far between. The distant sound of crying from above brought everything back. It was Heather, Greg's girlfriend of five years. They'd gone hiking. She'd been walking right behind him. Oh, God, he hoped she hadn't fallen with him, that the entire path hadn't collapsed beneath their weight. Greg lifted his head off the rock and set it back down, nauseous from the movement. 
He tried to scream, but his lips wouldn't open more than an inch. His jaw had been shattered, not merely broken, and yelling was out of the question. A soft sob drifted down the hill. Oh, God, Heather moaned. Why? Greg reached for his cell phone, but his left pocket was empty, and the right one was pressed against the ground. Greg lifted his hips off the ground. Crushed bones tore into his muscles and ligaments when he reached into his pocket and pulled out the phone. The phone's display was cracked, but the power was still on. A dispatcher wouldn't be able to comprehend his mumblings, so Greg punched in 911 and began a text, struggling to type with his blood-slick hand. Four words in, Heather screamed, Die! Die! Greg tilted his head and followed the incline, the bloodied path he'd fallen. Heather stood at the top some thirty yards away, hysterical, her hair wild as if she'd been pulling it out. He raised the phone so she could see he was okay, that he'd get help for them. No! She stomped her feet on the path. Die! Greg's vision had cleared enough for him to understand he hadn't misheard her. He could see she was furious, not fearful. Heather withdrew from the edge of the cliff, leaving him alone with his confused thoughts. Was it possible that he was so bad off that she was begging God for mercy, wanting Greg to die so his suffering would end? Not ready to give up, no matter how badly he was injured, Greg turned back to his text. Typing with only his left hand was taking too long. He'd only gotten out, need help, F.A., when he heard Heather return. She was back at the top of the cliff, holding the bottom of her shirt out in front of her, something heavy pulling the fabric down. Greg wanted to tell her that he would be okay, for her not to worry, that he was sending for help. He'd make a full recovery, and find a way to provide for her. He wanted to tell her how much he loved her, how she was the perfect woman for him, and he couldn't imagine living without her. Then she pulled something from her makeshift basket, cocked her arm back, and threw it at him. It crashed into the hillside right above his head. She had thrown a fist-sized rock at him, and she already had another one in her hand. Heather let out a maniacal scream and threw the rock. It smashed into Greg's right shoulder, feeling like a baseball bat swung full speed. Asshole! You think I didn't know what you were doing? Greg was terrified, no idea what she was yelling about. He loved Heather more than anything. He'd never done anything to hurt her. The next rock whizzed by Greg's ear. The second grazed his thigh. She was throwing big rocks, and if one hit his head, he'd never survive. You think I'm stupid? She threw a rock that ricocheted off the ground and struck Greg's swollen cheek, washing him in a crimson flood of pain. I hate you! Die! It finally dawned on Greg that he hadn't tripped. The ground hadn't given beneath his weight. The crazy bitch at the top of the hill, the woman he had loved for the last five years, had pushed him. The next rock struck Greg in the chest. Knowing he was dead if he didn't send the text, he resumed typing, holding the phone between his face and Heather, hoping it would deflect a headshot. Heather ran away from the edge. Greg pressed the buttons as quickly as possible, not bothering to delete any errors. He'd almost finished, 
when Heather returned with a loud grunt. She was hunched over, her shoulders rising with each heavy breath, a large boulder between her legs. Greg shook his head, no longer feeling the pain. She shook her head back at him. Did you really think I wouldn't recognize my own sister's number? I saw the bill. I saw how many times you called her, how many times she called you. She gave a disgusted laugh. How long have you been screwing her? Greg screamed an unintelligible no. He'd been talking to Beverly, Heather's younger sister, for the past few weeks, keeping it secret. She'd helped him pick out the ring and organize the surprise engagement party that they'd been headed to, where all their friends and family waited. Heather placed her hands under the boulder. I've been cheated on before too many times. She tipped the boulder over the edge. But never with my sister. The boulder picked up speed, bouncing right toward Greg. Before he could hit the send button, the boulder blasted into his forearm, snapping it in half and sending the phone flying. Heather left Greg alone. He managed to move his numb hand toward the phone and hit the send button. The message came back that the text was not sent. There was no service. Heather grunted from above. Maybe she'd stop if she saw the ring. Knew he was serious. Let him explain. But the ring had been in his left pocket, which was now empty. The box had to have fallen out when he tumbled down the hill. He spotted the tiny white jewelry box caught in the branches of the downed sage bush, too far to reach. Heather appeared out of breath, a giant boulder the size of her torso balanced on the cliff's edge. Greg grit his teeth, swallowed the pain, and tried to point his shattered arm toward the ring. She didn't even look, her eyes fixed on his. I hope she was worth it, she said between breaths. This was. All Greg could do was watch as Heather put her foot on the boulder and pushed it off the edge. It rolled, 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 gaining momentum, bringing down the hillside with each big bounce, each thud vibrating through Greg's body. He tried to roll away, but there was no escape. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.